0: Welcome to the Utah Street Banter Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode here on the Utah Street Banter. I'm your host, Cody. Along with me is Elijah. What's up, man? Not much. How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. It's another beautiful day in the neighborhood, you know. Um, so we got a fun episode. This episode is titled The AL East Beast, right? And that's basically just saying um, I, I believe our division is – the most difficult in baseball Yeah, that doesn't mean that each team is the best. It's just as a, as a whole, I believe that, um, you know, one through five, no matter who you play, it's a tough game. Yeah. Uh, one of the cool ones, uh, one of the cool things to, to kind of talk about real fast about uh, last year is when, you know, you would look at the uh, AL East standings, and then you would look at the AL central and at least on my <laughs> app, they were like you know top to bottom, right? Yeah. And you you would look, our last place team was better than their first place team. Yeah. And that that's pretty crazy. It didn't all, it didn't end like that. I mean, it was still pretty close, um, because I think uh, was it the Red Sox that finished last last year? Am I right? Yeah, they
1: finished slightly below five hundred, I believe.
0: Right, and, and the Twins creeped over it. You yeah. know, so um, but anyway, so I, I do believe that uh, this year again, we will be in extremely competitive division, uh, especially with some of the moves that some of the teams are going to talk about made. I know if you're listening to this, you're definitely a huge Orioles fan and you might not care about anybody else, but today's episode and at least today's episode only, we are going to hit on our division and kind of go through what we believe um, the roster is going to look like a little bit of projections, uh, and how we hate them. No, I'm just kidding. But how, uh, we feel like we might compare up to each team. Uh, we're not going to get super deep because, uh, we try to give our podcast between 30 and 40 minutes. Um, so if, um, you know, if you want to go and dive in any deeper, you can uh, do some research yourself. Uh, and we'll just kind of give you the Cliff Notes version. Uh, and if you're too young for Cliff Notes, it's basically like Googling the answers, you know, cliff notes is still around Cody. It, it's, isn't, not a book. It, guys, it's
1: it's, it's, it's a website now. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. I, I, see I didn't read much books in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 You know, I, I remember when you had to go to the, um, well, the bookshelf and get us, um, like a, uh, thing for like synonyms and anonyms and, you know, and then there's this yeah. weird thing that has a whole bunch of w- words in it. It's called the dictionary and you oh, would wow. actually get the physical book out. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it, it looks like the Bible if you had to compare it. It looks like it's, the Bible. It, it's thick. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. and it's, uh, it's, yeah. But anyway, you you wouldn't know nothing about that. Yeah. But uh, no, just <laughs> All right. Let's dive in before I keep rambling. Uh, we're going to talk first about the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I think that, I think... I, in my opinion, this team's very good. Um, yeah. Their lineup uh, is, is good. Uh, their starting pitching is good. They had some key um, pieces that left them this year. I don't think yes. any of them – well, that's not true. I, I don't think it's enough to push them uh, very far, okay? Um, but when I'm looking at the Pocota standings, uh, the p- p- Pocota projections uh, for their standings. Um, Currently, it has the Toronto Blue Jays finishing in second place in the AL East with 88 wins and 74 losses. Okay, so um, like I said, they're still very good. If if I were to tell you their starting lineup, their projected 2024 starting lineup, if nothing changes, is – Uh, George Springer, Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero, Justin Turner. He was just a free agent ad. uh, Kevin Biggio, uh, Davis Schneider, Dalton Varsho, Alejandro Kirk, and Kevin Kiermaier. All pretty, you know, most of them are household names. I mean, you got um, Davis Schneider. um, That really is actually probably the only person that a lot of people don't know. uh, And he is an outfield position. uh, And then, um, of course, um, pretty much everything. Uh, Dalton Varsho, maybe some people don't know who he is. I mean, he's he's been around a while. Good yeah. good outfielder. Decent outfielder. I mean, no. Um, but uh, the biggest thing I see uh, with them, though, is their starting pitching is good. I mean, they yeah. got Ke- Kevin Gossman, which, of course, us O's fans know about him. Jose Barrios, right? Um, Chris Bassett. Ucio Kikuchi, Kikuchi, and then they're hoping for Alex Manoa to step up and be better than he was last year um, after his uh, Rookie of the Year campaign uh, that he, he was shooting for a couple years ago. Um, other than every single name it feels like on this team that is difficult for me to say, um, Do you, what do you think? What are you seeing out of this lineup? Do yeah, you think um, they're going to be good? I agree. I think they're going to be probably just around
1: where they were last year. They're not going to win the division, but they're probably going to – yeah, at least close to a wild-card spot. I mean, like you said, they're starting – they have, in my opinion, one of the best rotations in baseball, and their lineup is very dangerous and very good, but their bullpen is definitely a weakness. They uh, – between maybe the top three guys, uh, maybe you could say four. I can't – yeah, probably four. You have Jordan Romano, Eric Swanson, Yemi Garcia, and Tim Meza. Those are all pretty solid guys, and then Chad Green has some potential. But besides that, their bullpen is very shaky. Yeah, Jordan, they have Ram- a-
0: Jordan Romano, man, a really good closer. But the problem he's had is um, just uh, dependability. I mean, yeah. a lot of a few injuries last year that hurt him, uh, and then you know when he's on, he's really good. Uh, when he's off, um, he's you know not getting an out. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I mean. And I just feel like it's hard for us to be super unbiased against them as Orioles fans because we just, the Orioles tend to destroy them. And I think Jordan Romano had at least two blown saves against the Orioles. So, but I mean, they have a couple other names that maybe have some potential. Nate Pearson's former top prospect, Zach Pop, that's a former Orioles prospect from a, back in the doomsday, the Orioles when we were <laughs> terrible. But, um, I don't know. It's just it's going to be really interesting to see because they did lose quite a bit of key pieces here. They lost Matt Chapman, Hyunjin Ryu, Jordan Hicks, Whit Merrifield, and Brandon Belt. And they do have the chance to sign some of those back, but I doubt they're going to sign especially Chapman back because they this offseason they signed Isaiah Kiner-Falefa and Justin Turner. So I, I think that's going to kind of fill the Merrifield and Chapman holes. And I think you'll see both of them probably – Play quite a bit of games this year, but I mean, I don't know. I think they're just going to be kind of middle of the pack in the East again. Put them in the Central, they win the division, but we're not the Central.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, One thing the Blue Jays do have, in my opinion, they have the best uh, catching duo that I've yeah, in in maybe Major League Baseball. I mean, Danny Jansen is a stud, and Alejandro Kirk is a stud. You know what I mean? Uh, Just. you know, you don't see very often that the, you know, whoever they put in behind the plate, um, they're going to, you know, there's not a hole there. They're, they're both yeah. really good. Um, and then, um, you know, a couple guys that, I mean, you, Vladi, he's a stud going to be good. Um, one guy that I think needs to prove himself this year is Kevin Biggio. Um, yeah. he's had a hard time keeping a starting spot just because of a lack of production. Um, But I guess that's why they got IKF, which is, you know, Isaiah Canafalifa. And they, you know, so just because he can play, you know, anywhere except for pitcher and catcher, you know. That's actually not true. He can't play catcher. He can? He, he came up as a catcher, yeah. He
1: Boy, called, look at him. He called for the Rangers back in the day a little bit. Hit me with some facts, dude. Good job. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Actually, and I think he pitched for the Yankees at some point last year in a blowout. So actually, can can play all my He can
0: play everywhere. Just, yeah, just prove me wrong. That's fine. You know? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, so, I mean, um, they, I, I think this team's going to be good. I, um, I, You know, they got, in my opinion, one of the best players in Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. and that's Bo Bichette. Uh, if he's not the best player, he has the best hair out of, yeah. out of league baseball. <laughs> um, but, and uh, I mean, you know, they're, they're, like I said, they're going to be great. Uh, they're, we're going to have a fun time trying to beat them. Um, but let that happen. Hopefully we come through and uh, yeah. just destroy them. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what we tend to do. Yeah. I hope so. Um, the next team is everybody's favorite New York Yankees. All right. Uh, This team is projected by the Pacota Standings to finish in first place in the AL East (laughs) with 94 wins and 67 losses. Right. So, if you know anything about the Pacota Standings, um, it's just a projection. Uh, They're um, the most professional sought upon projections most of the time. Um, So, a lot of your uh, betters, you know, Las Vegas looks at the Pacota Standings. Um, And they almost quite often have New York pretty high up. Yeah. Um, Don't know the reason for that other than, I mean, I do expect them to be a lot better than last year. Last year. I just feel like that a lot going wrong. Um, I think that um, their pitching is better than what it showed. I mean, I, so unless Carlos Randon just really tricked everybody or he just needs to go back to San Fran, um, I I think he has to be better, Um, you know, and they got Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is the best pitcher on earth right now. Um, And, you know, I I don't think Nestor Cortez will be what Yankee fans hope he is. Uh, I think he's good, right? But I I think people – Yeah, Yeah. He's on my fantasy team. I (laughs) I just don't think – I don't think he is like – I don't think he's a two, right? You know, yeah. and, but they don't need him to be a two. They need him to be like a, a, a solid four, solid three. And uh, Domingo, uh, Domingo Herman, who has kind of been, um, you know, every year they kind of tell us how good he's going to be. At some point, he's going to have to, you yeah, know, he's going to have to meet that, right? Um, so, but anyway, uh, the other guy that I didn't talk about, Clark Schmidt, he's the other guy. Um, yeah. That uh, is a projected starter. Now, one guy I think they're gonna hate, which I hope they do, um, but you know he might prove me wrong. Is Marcus Stroman? I think everywhere Marcus Stroman goes, he's a head case. Um, except, well, you know, at the Cup for the Cubs for a little while, he wasn't, and then he got hurt and he did, it was getting his way. Um, like I said, um, the only thing I think happens to him is I think I could, that's one of those you could definitely see. The media just really blow him up, yeah. you know. What I mean, after one bad start, he doesn't take media, uh, the media very well. Um, so we'll see. I, you know, as I said, I can easily be proven wrong. This is just my opinion, yeah. and then just what I saw in the past, what I've seen in the past. Um, yeah, but yeah, and I, I think yeah, they're definitely going
1: to be better the next year. Like Soto definitely helps their lineup getting Soto and then also uh, Verdugo I think is going to be really key for this season is going to help Verdugo is going to help a little bit with the defense but I I think it helps fill out their lineup more 1-9 through nine now compared to last year where they had a lot of holes but their rotation is I don't know their rotation has potential to be the best rotation in baseball but all it takes is for Rodon to get hurt again or Cortez to get hurt again and their next man up is Luke Weaver, or I don't even know who else. Their, their pitching depth is really bad. Like, they're, they have no rotation depth at all. And I think their bullpen is going to be very bad this year. But, I don't know, I say that every year about the Yankees, and they end up having good bullpens. But, um, I don't know, they've had some interesting signings. Like I already mentioned, Verdugo, Luke Weaver. You already talked about Stroman. They also added Caleb Ferguson, traded him from the Dodgers. I think he's going to be good. Then Trent Grisham, I think he's going to be a, a bench outfielder, defensive replacement, help, so they don't have to ever put Stanton in the outfield because that's a travesty against baseball. But um, they also lost a lot of people all in the Soto trade. In, uh, Michael King, Kyle Higashioka, Johnny Brito, Drew Thorpe, and Randy Vasquez. And the interesting thing is their rotations are good, but they, they lost all their depth of this trade. They lost Johnny Brito, Michael King, and Randy Vasquez. And then Drew Thorpe is, was their best pitching prospect. I'm pretty sure. And it's, I dunno, it was an interesting trade. If they don't resign him, I see it as a very bad trade.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would be shocked if they don't resign him. I mean, um, Soto looks like one of those guys that, you know, likes the limelight and that's yeah. okay because he likes the limelight and that's because he probably will perform in the limelight. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, I have no issues if you're like that and you perform. It's it's you know um, because eh, if that's if that's you know how you make your living and uh, you're good at it then you do you man. Um, real quick, here's the projected starting lineup for the Yankees as of today. Um, they have DJ LeMahieu playing third, Juan Soto in the outfield, Aaron Judge in the outfield, Anthony Rizzo playing first, Glaber Torres at second, Alex Verdugo in the outfield, Stanton uh, at DH, Anthony Volpe at short. Austin Wells at catcher. Yeah. Okay. I, um, yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like this defense is terrible. I think yeah. they will be one of the worst defenses in major league baseball. Um, I I know Aaron judge is, you know, on MLB networks, uh, top out center fielders yeah, or outfielders, whatever it was, he was ranked number one that can only be on the offensive side because, uh, <laughs> yeah. His it, defense I, has gotten better over the years, but it's still... Well, it's not his fault either. I mean, he's huge. Yeah, you know what I mean? Is, it's it, it, He's seven. not... Yeah, it, 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 he's... I, I actually, you know, as an Orioles fan, I, I like Aaron Judge. I like the way he acts. I like the way... Yeah, he, he you know, hits home run, runs bases. I have no issues with Aaron Judge at all. Um, it's just the Yankees are going offense first, and that's okay. You're allowed to do that, right? I mean, it's not... It's hard to be both. It's hard to be dominant on both sides of the ball or... Um, you know, I just – man, I I don't know, man. Uh Soto, he has a really good arm, but he has to get to the ball. Aaron yeah. Judge has a really good arm. He just has to get to the ball. Rizzo, my man, is just not what he was. Glaber might throw the ball into the net over the dugout. Uh, Verdugo's good. Verdugo's defense is yeah. very good. Um, they obviously can't put Stanton on the field. He'll get hurt. <laughs> Volpe's learning. Volpe, I think, yeah. will be decent. I think I – mean, uh, it, they just Yankees want to just throw him on that Jeter train in a heartbeat he is not Derek Jeter um and you know um that's okay oh. because you know Derek Jeter Hall of Fame shortstop. and Austin Wells I don't know a ton about Austin Wells uh, at the catching spot um but you know you, you, it's it's weird not seeing a like a strong foundation spot in that catcher because you used to you know that used to be you know a spot held by yeah. you know a veteran um but yeah, so good.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, well, Higashioka obviously was there for one. I think a lot of Yankees fans liked him. But I think from what I've seen, Austin Wells seems like he's going to be pretty good. He, he was a prospect. And um, uh, I don't know. It's just they let, they got rid of Higashioka in the trade for uh, Soto to let Wells have his spot to start now. But they also traded for two outfielders when a, they have a lot of outfield prospects in. Uh, jason dominguez and then um also uh peraza and i i don't know i get the soto thing soda's gonna start over everyone i don't blame that but the verdugo trade was very interesting to me especially trading with the red sox from yankees is not something you see very often it's i don't know it's going to be interesting to see how young guys come up and if they do something how they get their spot or if the yankees just don't care about their prospects
0: Yeah, if the Yankees want to add a a lot of money, and actually I don't know uh, how many more years he has. I think he has two. Um, You know, if the Red Sox and Yankees are just going to keep swapping players, you know, you can almost see, um, you know, a Trevor Story come in, move over to move over to third, or um, or second, or whatever. You know, move. glaber to third and uh help with dj with mayhew or dj can play anywhere you know you can almost see something like that happening um may not you know which i would have never thought you know i say that and i never would have thought that Alex verdugo would leave because you know he was sort of a staple in yeah in boston uh and real quick just to give everybody heads up jose trevino is still there so you know he's a catcher for the yankees also so you know he'll he'll probably be there to to back up wells yeah
1: Now the only thing that scares me with this Yankees team is not what they are now. It's what they'll be by the end of the year because they have so many people that contracts expire at the end of this year. I, I'm not sure exactly who all it is. I know at least like Stanton, Rizzo, and a few of their pitchers, their contracts expire this year, and it's going to be like a last year with this core, I think. So I, I see them making big splashes at the deadline or before the deadline, which that scares me because the Yankees will always find a way to get somebody.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I don't think they would trade him, but I mean, you got like Jason Dominguez there yes. uh, as a young guy coming through. Um, I, I think he's one of those guys that um, he's going to be there for a while. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine them giving up on him, on him, especially, you know, the whole issue with – um, the Corbin Burns trade is, I believe, now. I don't know if, you, if people realize this, but the Yankees were ahead of the Orioles there for a while on like trying to get that trade done. But uh, the the Brewers just wanted too many of. Well, they wanted a couple key guys that the Yankees didn't want to give yeah, up. Yeah. The
1: the difference in the two teams is uh, they wanted a couple same level prospects as Ortiz and Hall. It's just those are the best Yankee prospects because they don't have a better farm than us. Right, we can afford right. to give up our fiftieth or eightieth prospect when their their ninetieth ranked prospect is their number one team prospect. So right. it's yep.
0: yeah, so yeah. It comes down to Elias being really good. <laughs> absolutely. The next uh, team we're gonna hit on right now is the Boston Red Sox. Um, this is weird because I mean, it feels like when I was a kid. Because uh, the Red Sox are projected to finish in last place in the AL East. Uh, they're projected to have 79 wins and 82 losses. Um, so, you know, it, it, they're a tough one for me because um, in my mind, I'm still like, you know, think they're the the Red Sox of old where they'll just pull wins out of their, their butt. Um, but they are also, you know – I don't know. I don't know if, if you call it a rebuilding stage or probably more of a retooling stage, yeah. if that makes sense. Uh, so just trying to bring in some new people. They made a, a Chris Sale trade, and uh, I'm sure you're going to talk more about you know those. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think I can see them making moves for young people that you know Red Sox fans aren't going to understand yet. Uh, but you know, in a couple of years, they'll, yeah. they'll they'll get it.
1: No, I definitely agree. They're not going to be good this year. It's just that's really all there is to it. They're going to be last, and they're probably going to get under five hundred. But I I think it's an important year to see what happens in the future there. I know they've had a lot of change in their front office over the past year or two, so it's interesting to see what's going to happen. But, I mean, they brought in some interesting names. They brought in Lucas Giolito, uh, Vaughn Grissom, and Tyler O'Neill. Uh, two of those were trades von Grissom and Tyler O'Neill but um I think G- Giolito, he is an interesting one because he hasn't been doing he had like two rough years and he's gonna be with them and it's gonna be see how it is because their their rotation is very bad so it's gonna be interesting to see how much if he bounces back I think that's gonna be huge for them because yeah
0: he, I, th- he, I think I think this is the worst um starting rotation in our division. If oh, not yeah, I mean I mean they they have to be pretty low in all the yeah. majors. Uh Julito, i if he's as good as he was like a couple years ago, genius move. Uh yeah. but I mean you can't expect that. Their best pitcher, to be honest with you, in my opinion, is uh uh can you say that name Brian Bello? Is that how you say it? Bello? Brian. Brian okay, Brian. Thank a- you. Brian. Yeah. Brian Bayo, thank you. I, I mean, and he's a young guy, um, but I mean, if I were to ask any random person on the street that had a baseball cap on, who he was, you know, you probably yeah. you probably don't know. Um, yeah, but yeah.
1: No, he's the only person that I'm really excited to see because I think he has potential. But looking, I have the Fangraphs projections right here. Their bullpen, not their bullpen. Their rotation is ranked 18th and they don't have a single starter with a sub 4 ERA and out of everyone that is pitching a majority chunk so like over 100 innings the lowest one is Bayo and it's a 4.29 which I yeah. definitely wouldn't want to have to bank on as my right. ace right right and that that's feeling like I don't know like 2019 Orioles just <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah I don't yeah. know
1: and, I mean, yet again, they traded away Chris Sale, like you said, to the Braves in an interesting move. But brought in Von Grissom. I don't know. They're, like you said, it's a retool. They're going to try to – they can't just do a full rebuild because they do still have guys. They still have Trevor Story on contract. They have Tristan Casas coming up. I mean, they they still have one of the best of their basement endeavors. And it's – I don't know. It's going to be real interesting to see what happens. I think – it's going to be a, it's not even going to be their competitive next year either. I think it's at least another two years.
0: Yeah. I mean, their lineup, it, it, I still don't want to pitch their lineup. You oh, know, no. I mean, they're still, they still have the ball. Uh, looking at their lineup, uh, you got, um, Jaron Duran. He's going to be an outfield. Raphael Devers is at third. Tristan Cassis. Uh, they have been projected to be the first baseman. Trevor story is going to move back to his original spot. And that's a short Masataki Yoshida. He, uh, uh, really good last year. Uh, he's an outfielder, and, but um, or he could be a DH. Um, Tyler O'Neill, they got him. Was that a trade, Elijah? or was that yeah, a trade they traded? Agent? They traded uh, for Tyler O'Neill from the Cardinals. All right, thank you. Yeah, so he'll be outfielder. Uh, and then uh, in this projection, they got a guy named Wyler Abreu uh, as an outfielder. Von Grissom's at second, uh, and Connor Wong is the catcher uh, for their projected starting lineup. Uh, on opening day so a lot can you know a lot can change there um but like yeah you know i don't know if everybody is a big connor wong you know knowledge but uh i mean there are other catchers reese mcguire not much happening at first i mean a catcher but uh, looking at first tristan Cassis, he's not bad you know yeah. um you got bobby doll back that can also play there i guess um Second base, Von yeah, I just That's it though. The third base, Raphael Devers, stud. Shortstop, Trevor Story. He's okay. He's still. He has pop. I mean, he'll give you, a, you know, a a war of one and a half to two. You know, I yeah, he's um, had just a
1: rough couple of years.
0: Yeah, injuries and stuff. Yoshida to me, he's a stud. I think he's really good. Jaren Duran, Duran. I'm Jaren ex- Duran, Duran. I'm excited about him. He's a young young guy that's coming back. Um but yeah, other than that, I mean, just, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, it's just, if you're an Orioles fan, guess what? Just be excited you're not a Red Sox fan right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean,
1: who would yeah. no, yeah, who, have thought you were saying that? I mean, I'd rather, Red Sox fans do have a couple more World Series than us recently. So that, that uh, is the one thing they'll always say. Yeah.
0: yeah and, but, um, and hopefully that changes.
1: Yeah, but no, I just they're gonna be last. That's really all there is to it. Right? You want to get into the Rays?
0: Let's let's get into the Rays here. So, um, the Rays to me are gonna be uh, solid. I think they're yeah. gonna be good. I their lineup hasn't changed a ton, right? I they lost Glass now to the Dodgers, um, but it seems like whenever they do that kind of stuff, it works for the Rays. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, you know. Like they give up Blake Snell, they get better. You know, there's certain certain things yeah. they do. Uh, they gave yeah. up uh, Will Myers a few years ago. They, they didn't miss a step, um, but you never have to worry about them giving up a pitcher because they seem to have 700 pitchers yeah. coming up through. Now, basically, uh, um, you you never really want to
1: trade with the Rays because you always yeah. lose, <laughs> right? No matter right. what. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see because their rotation is very hurt. Last year, they had a lot of guys go down, like a. That Drew Rasmussen got hurt. The one guy that I saw last year that was really impressing me was a Jeffrey Spring. But mm. he I know he got Tommy John, so he'll be out for a while. But, I mean, it's still they're still going to have probably one of the best rotations in baseball, like always. Um, Ryan Pepio is the main guy who they got back from uh, the Glasnow trade. He'll somehow be an all-star this year. It's just the, the way I put it, the Rays double magic always wins. They're, they're going to win 90-plus – they're going to have 90-plus wins probably. But um, there's going to be some random prospect that no one's ever heard of and throw 60 innings out of the bullpen with a 1-3 ERA. <laughs> you it's, sound it's, annoyed, Elijah. I, I mean it's because this happens literally every year.
0: Yeah. You I know like what's crazy have... is the Pocota standings has them at an 86-win, 75-loss. That's yeah. finishing in fourth place. Okay. I don't believe that at all. I, I, I agree. I agree. I think that's just telling you how solid the division is. It's so tough. Yeah. yeah. It's just no. So I tight. mean, yeah. It's.
1: I don't know. They're. I wish I could sit in, in some of their meetings for their like GMs and coaches and stuff like that, just to like the amount of knowledge that they have, and I don't know if it's they they have some sort of technology that no one else has, or they just have guys thinking different ways that works out. It's just. Yeah. I mean, they are like I know people say the Moneyball A's were putting two people together to equal one person. I mean, th- this is the best you can think of it. They're saving money. They're always bottom five spending in the league and top five wins, top yeah, five To, to, to,
0: to me, the, to me, the, it's more impressive than Moneyball because yeah. if people forget about the money, Moneyball. Moneyball A's, had Miguel Tata. They they were good. They were good. Like, uh, but anyway, um, but the, the the reason I think these are better is they're consistently good. Like this isn't just one year yeah. or a two year run. Like they're um they're uh pitchers, I mean they got Zach Eflin at the top, Aaron Savalier. Um but the guys I mean that are coming up, man, is Taj Bradley and Shane Baz. I mean, that's pretty the, Taj Bradley and Shane Bass, they're they're gonna be good. Yeah. Like <laughs> It, it, and I know Shane Bass, well, didn't he get hurt last year? Did he yeah. get hurt? Yeah, so you got to expect him to come back. And uh, But, I, I mean, I, I think he's going to be good. Looking at their starting lineup real quick, uh, Yandi Diaz is probably going to be their first baseman. Brandon Lowe is going to be their second baseman. Um, Randy Rosarena is going to be their outfielder. He's kind of their new up-and-coming superstar. Um, and uh, then you got Josh Lowe is going to be outfield. Isaac Paredes is a third baseman slash middle infield. Um, then we got Jose Siri is going to be an outfielder. Jose Caballero is probably going to be their shortstop. Right. Um, and then their catcher Renat Pinto. Uh, yeah, Pinto. Um, so like I said, uh, they're one of those teams where you don't know a ton of them. It's just, you hate playing them. You know, it's, uh, it's almost like the Orioles are, you know, when we come and face them, you're just like, everybody gives you a tough at bat. No,
1: yeah, I mean they're a scary team, and I mean obviously they lost someone that we're not really going to mention in the infield, but they're going to probably replace him with a uh, junior Caminaro, and I know he's a great infield prospect, and he'll probably he'll just casually win rookie of the year or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean it, it just yeah, they're in their bullpen just so amazing. They I mean Pete yeah. Fairbanks and Jason Adam, they're so good. Sean Armstrong, good, great. Yeah, they just. Ah, oh, gosh, it's like an all-star bullpen that you're facing yeah. all the time, um, but pretty, pretty, uh, yeah, pretty exciting times to be a Rays fan. I mean, it's just yeah. because they just go out and win ball games, you know. Yeah. they're not even fun to go and watch either. Like, you know, you go to uh, uh, the Orioles play, you know, the Angels. Angels are terrible, but at least you get to see Mike Trout. You know, um, the Rays. You know, I guess a Rays arena. You get to see. I guess you know that's a guy, but still, I mean. Um, We're gonna finish up here real quick uh, and talk about the Baltimore Orioles real fast. Uh, We talk about them every week, so we're gonna be this is gonna be the shortest one, um, uh, the shortest time that we talk about them for uh, a while. Um, Let's make some Orioles fans mad. What do you think, Elijah? All
1: right. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're gonna make anybody mad. I mean, at (laughs) least with my predictions and stuff, we're gonna be good. good. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, we're gonna be good. No, so I know who's gonna make them mad. This the Pecota standings that oh. the standings all the betters use, uh, puts us right where we were last year. Right, well, hold on, gives us almost the same projections that it projected us to do last year. It has us finishing in third place with 86 wins, 75 losses. So I, I don't know if you've kept up with what my standings, this projected standings. First place Yankees, second place Blue Jays, third place is the Orioles but we're tied with the Rays and then last place is the Red Sox. Yeah. I mean, it's I
1: don't know. I disagree. I think we're <laughs> going to be – I don't think yeah. we're going to win 101 games. I'm not expecting 101 games. I you can't expect that every year. I know Yankees fans probably do, but you you just you can't expect that every year. You're you're going to have people get hurt. That's the one thing that we had happen last year that I think we did good. we didn't have a lot of people get hurt, but Mullins was out for a while. Hicks was out for a while. Uh, Wells got hurt, but it's you always. I don't know. We're that's kind of in, like a disgrace for me. I it's just.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I hope
1: I hope people bet that for the Orioles. Like bet that if I don't know much about betting, but if you're gonna bet the over on anything, bet the over on our record. If that's it.
0: Yeah, I'm I, so people that don't watch much Orioles, ba- didn't watch much Orioles baseball last year, they like to say that everything just worked perfectly. Yeah. Which is not true. Uh, we made two trades right before the trade deadline. We got Jack Flaherty. Awful tra- Well, not awful trade, but it just didn't work. He wasn't good. Uh, then we got uh, Fuji. N- yeah. Didn't work. Uh, then uh, we tried to bring up our beast of a, a um, uh, our hopeful ace in Grace Rodriguez. He he was so bad we had to send him back down. Yeah. Uh so that we lost him for a while. Um uh Bradish was it the first game gets hit hurt in a line drive. drive. Yeah. We lose him, right? Uh you know, uh, um Mullins right when he was getting hot, he gets hurt. Uh Mountcastle, he was getting hot, he gets hurt. Oh he had, uh, then, yeah, yeah. Then he tries to come back, but the, here's the problem. We have this O'Hearn guy that just out of nowhere starts hitting the ball. So he had to you know, work his way back in. Uh, you want to talk about another wh- horrible thing? Um, Gunnar Henderson, your Rookie of the Year, uh, they were saying they should send him down for the first yeah. two months of the season because he was so bad, right? Uh, Adley didn't hit as well as we thought he was going to hit at the beginning of the year really the whole year i mean you know he, he's yeah, still a stud catcher but he didn't improve from
1: the year before that's what right. everyone was waiting for
0: right you know it, it is what it is um oh and uh, you know that sh- that um the, the best mountains. closure in baseball the best closure in baseball yeah we yeah. lost him at the worst person worst possible time um so we we didn't have him for the whole month and a half before the season ended and into the playoffs um we had so, and, and when that happened, we still had to beat the Rays to win the division, which happened. Yeah. Um, so, these people that are saying that everything just worked right for the Orioles. It didn't. Um, yeah. And, oh, and uh, my favorite, Tyler Wells, who was killing it, dropped off the face of the earth because he got tired. Well, he didn't get tired. He got fatigued. He hadn't pitched that much. So, it, it's one of those things where I, you know, they, I, it really burns me up. I don't know if you can tell when people say that. Uh, because we had so much go wrong last year, and this team still—I uh, don't want to say defied the odds, but I mean just proved everybody wrong. Just went out and battled. They're—they're they're young. I, I, this phrase, take it for what it is, but that they're young and dumb enough. They're still having fun playing baseball. <laughs> Uh, they're not getting tired, um, at, you know. At times where veterans are getting tired because they still haven't been there, you know what I mean. Yeah. So everything's still new to them. It's still like it's Christmas morning every single game. And as long as that happens, as long as they bust their butt out uh, on a ground ball to the shortstop, I'm, I'm really excited for this team. Um, yeah. And uh, but like I said, so they have us right now. Uh, you know, uh, finishing 15 games behind what last year's record was. Um, I don't know if anybody's realized what's happened to the Orioles over the past few days, few weeks. Uh, we we just got one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, and apparently we're now going to lose fifteen games more. So I, yeah. I don't see that happening.
1: No, but. um, I mean. If we want to really make people mad, I'm looking at uh, how Fangrass has our uh, bullpen projected. We're all uh, projected to be 27th best bullpen. So, in case you don't 30. know, that's a third, third worst, fourth worst. Sorry. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> the other the other teams behind us are the White Sox, Rockies, and Royals, who are who's terrible. in front of us. Uh, everyone else. <laughs> so, um, and it's just it's interesting to see how out of out of all of this, it's so weird how they have it. We have two people that are going to throw. Okay, I'll give it three people out of everyone that's supposed to throw in a bullpen have it under four ERA. And out of all the names that we have, it's Yenye Kano, who's projected a 3.66, which I think is okay. Danny Coulomb's going to have a 3.99. And then Keegan Aiken's supposed to have a 3.84. They're projecting Cameron's going to have over four. Dylan Tate's over four. Like, it's, I don't know. I think some of these guys are definitely going to regress and I think Knozes is probably accurate. But I don't see how we have we have all these people that are going to be this bad.
0: Yeah, so here's what I think happens. If that happens, if they are that bad, I think you see Elias bring people in. You yeah. know, what I mean, that's when trades happen. So like if you see in the All-Star break we're in we're on that 86 win projection, you're going to see some pieces come in. Like yeah, mm-hmm. I just have to trust that because if there's a time to do it, it's now. You know what I mean. Yeah. So th- this isn't a time for the Orioles to sit, and I don't think they will. I think that's why Elias is one of the best general managers in all baseball. Um, I think he's going to be very aggressive. He wants to see right now um, where we're at, and if you have a chance to, um, if you have a chance to um, get a guy, I think he'll he'll jump on it in a heartbeat yeah i agree so yeah so that's that's kind of where i'm at there uh, i'm really excited for the o season um and but you know we'll see we'll see how it goes um yeah and uh yeah um but anyway so hopefully uh everything uh we the projections uh, showed are wrong and yeah. um but you know what seriously if, if in worst case scenario if We finish, and we need a wild card. Like I said, guess who starts our wild card opening game? Corbin Burns. Burns. So, wait, we still got a chance. All right, everybody. Well, we really want to thank you for joining this show on our AL East Beast episode. We hope you enjoyed it. I promise next time we will talk a lot more about our O's. um, But we just wanted to give you a rundown on what we have to compete against. But please join us on our next episode of the Utah Street Banter, and we hope to see you next time. Have a great day. Thank you.